to introduce um, the Secretary General of the Gulf Cooperation Council, Luke Maltas. Uh, but I would ask that the young people here who are just getting out of university or higher education studies and have not yet embarked upon their career to ponder this man's career. I have never met someone who has been as superbly prepared for the responsibilities of marriage. After graduation from Sandhurst, he served in the armed forces of his country and the Ministry of Defense for 10 solid years. And then switched to the Ministry of Interior, which is not like America's Department of Interior. Um, this has to do with security and stability in law and order. There he served for 10 years. Top cop, so to speak. And then from there, rather than retire or go into private sector and do something else, um, because he has his doctorate, not very many military personnel have that doctorate. He does, and tomorrow's speaker does too. General uh, Petraeus. From there, he went into the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and spent 10 years there. And from there, to the Secretary Generalship of the Gulf Cooperation Council. Now, this uh, council is under stress and duress at the present time and has been for a year and a half. And until then and since then, it has been the foremost sub-regional organization in modern Arab history. None like it uh, now. And it couldn't be in a more critical area of the world. And war on its doorstep twice in terms of the Iran-Iraq war for eight years and the Iraqi aggression against uh, Kuwait and it do it both and helped in the defeat and the ending of each. Uh, this organization uh, has not been rent asunder, but it's been harmed and it is being harmed. Uh, the only two parties that I can imagine uh, relishing what has happened to the Gulf Cooperation Council geopolitically uh, both start with a T. Tel Aviv and Tehran. Uh, from that perspective, if you're empathetic, you put yourself in the shoes of an Iranian or an Israeli. This is a gift uh, that you did not intend to give. And it's in a region of the world that is as vital as any and needs to be repaired. Cries out for the doctor who will heal this. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Secretary General 
secure 
same time resolving the Palestinian-Israeli conflict must be an essential step towards the brighter regional future we seek. But over the longer term, our international allies, such as the United States, can also be key partners in realizing the vision I have set out of greater regional interdependence and cooperation. They can do so through supporting our efforts to grow networks of intra-regional cooperation to nurture from our small beginnings the institutions, the links and the trust that will be required. They can do so too through being a vocal advocate of the benefits that will follow and encouraging and by encouraging all concerned to move seriously and in good faith towards this goal. Because we are no doubt in achieving the aim of a peaceful, cooperating and interdependent region will be a momentous challenge, particularly from where we are today. It will involve political will, courage, compromise, flexibility, pooling interests, and above all, vision. Vision to reach out towards our ultimate prize. Financially, for example, we do need a financial incentive or even some form of Marshall Plan, which proved so successful in Europe, available only to those genuinely seeking stability, who are willing to abide by strict principles to be a member of an interdependent association. Because although this may be expensive, let us also keep our eyes on the huge long-term evidence and recognize the trillions already wasted on conflict, which could instead have underwritten such a scheme. The first step, of course, is for like-minded nations to create a long-term vision based on interdependence. Within the Gulf, some states are already taking such steps. But then, the hard part, how to move from a core of willing participants to convince adversaries and doubters to be part of the mission. The answer lies in making the ultimate goal so attractive that to be outside it is to lose, to be marginalized. The benefits must be there for all to see especially for long-suffering citizens. And this is where information technology, social media, and determined advocacy from our international friends can help demonstrate the benefits directly to the people of the region. Prosperity through interdependence can be held up as both an example a realistic aspiration for our region. So those governments choosing not to be part of the club will need very good reason to convince their peoples why 
Thank you. 
Structure. No, no. I'll bring this, bring this to a close. I've got the interdependent. 
President Woodrow Wilson, and he persuaded the heads of states of lots of other countries, but couldn't get it passed here in the United States. Uh, but it lasted uh, ineffectively, but the concept strategically and ge- geopolitically remained sound, except for the Italian invasion of uh, Ethiopia in 1935, the Japanese invasion of Manchuria. 1934. Uh, but the point here is that when the meetings were being held in San Francisco, we Americans did not know how to establish a regional organization or an international one. And guess which countries we went over to to ask, how did you guys do this? The League of Arab States was then in existence. Uh, five, if I'm not mistaken. Thank you. 